Hi, Ashley. Hi, Ames. How are you today? I am good. How are you? I am pretty good. Congratulations today, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Happy for you. Ashley yes. started a new job, if y'all are not aware. Yes. Yes. Working yes. With me. Yay. And we're so excited about that. I get to train her. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, that'll be fun. Uh, Ashley just turned 32. Yes. And I had such a cool cake. Yeah, I just the have cake to. Was fantastic. I just have to say. Yes. Um, in case you guys did not see it on our Facebook page, I did share it there. Yeah, but shout out to Jennifer and Nakia. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. It was um, a horror movie um, cake, but it was in a bowl killers. of cereal with horror movie serial killers in it. It was supposed to be real serial so killers, but you know. cool. I loved it. I loved it. So if, if you're wondering, this is why my episode is late. <laughs> there you go. This is why. It's Monday we, and we've we're recording a, and it's probably going up tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. It is what it is. We're we busy just had a We just had a lot going on. <laughs> we're busy. We, you know, one of my god babies and one of, you know, one of our friend's son just graduated high school. So we had a little cookout for him and... Uh, my goddaughter graduated elementary school. Your other goddaughter graduated from high school. Yeah. Your godson graduated from high school. I know. I'm getting so old. We're all I'm getting, getting old. old. It happens. I'm getting, I'm getting old. Well, it's a good thing that we're talking about <clears throat> the immortal dead today. Yeah. So I'm here you know, for you it. Feel old? How do you think a vampire fucking feels? Right. Um. Right. But we'll get into that. Right now, we're just kind of. We got stuff to talk about, don't yeah, we? Yeah. Somewhere in there. We got a story today. We do. And you're going to hear it out of the person's own mouth. Which I so love. That's going to be fantastic. Um, yes. We got a lot of exciting things coming up. And, yes. you know, 4th of July is this weekend. And Yay. Here for it. Yay. on, I'm tired. <laughs> we have a parade that comes right by Amy's house. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. I don't to have to go it. anywhere. All I got to do is just see pull my chair up on the front lawn. There you Good go. Good to go. I ain't have to go. gotta worry about parking. Love it. Here Love for it. it. Yes. Here for yes, it. So, absolutely. do we have any creepy news today? Has there ever been anything in the news that's creepy? Like, are you talking paranormal? Or are you talking well, anything, true, honestly, true crime? True crime. Paranormal. <laughs> I know you got something. <laughs> um, I have been following that there may be a serial killer in Rhode Island. Oh, fun. Yeah. Let me see if there's any. Don't share too many details because we might want to do a podcast on that. That might be fun to do. An yeah. active mm-hmm. serial killer. An active serial killer. That would be fun. Uh, maybe it wasn't from Rhode Island, but there is one. There is a possible serial killer on the loose. And... Um, a story that kind of made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Um, this little four-year-old boy, his name is, uh, Cash Gurnan. Yeah, I heard um, about that one. His, he was left with his dad's ex, and this guy came in, and it's caught on, on body cam, on the, you know, like baby, on the baby, monitor. baby monitor camera. You can see him come in, take cash, leave, and then come back 
and was attempting to get his twin brother. But he didn't. But he ended up, I don't know if something scared him. Yeah, I, I have a thing about what? violence towards children. It really fucking bothers me. Yeah, so. I can't stand that. There's a special place in hell for people like that. Yeah, so I've I've been keeping up with that story. And, um, yeah. You I, know, I, there was something that I saw on the news. And, like, it hit me. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting. I was like, oh, I want to talk about that on the podcast. But you know what? I don't forgot what the hell it was now. Oh, really? Yeah. I I always do. So, that's all the news we have right now. We're going to jump into today's topic on Amy's Super Unknown. Yeah. And today, we are talking about the New Orleans Casket Girls, a.k.a. New Orleans Vampires. It's Little Rock. The serial killer is in Little Rock. Rock. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Arkansas. Sorry, guys. Okay. Vampires. Vampires. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're we're going to New Orleans today, guys. Are, are we talking like a Bill? No, vampire? we're not talking True Blood. Honey. Are, are we talking and um, no. <laughs> no Twilight vampire? No. They do not exist. Vampires do not fucking sparkle, and vampires do not have children. Hey. Okay. Okay, let's just get that out there. I, I enjoyed Twilight. They were fun books to read. It was a good escape from reality. The movies suck, but they're fun to watch. However, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. If I wanted a vampire covered in glitter, I'd throw some glitter on Lestat. Okay? Okay. Lestat was that dude, okay? Lestat I loved, okay. loved. Can we talk about some Lestat? Rice? I believe oh, yes. that because you know they're coming out with a TV show, yes. Vampire Chronicles. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to yes. need that. Yes. Because I do love me some Anne Rice. Yes. She oh, is no. awesome. We're talking about mm-hmm. the real deal. All right, let's hear it. What the real is the deal real legend? deal? So, here's the story. Mm-hmm. All right. Back in 1728. Okay. French so we, founders of La Nouvelle Orléans asked King Louis XV to send brides for their colonists. These are the infamous Fille Cassette, a.k.a. the Casket Girls. Now, most of these colonists were felons from France that had wisely shipped off to the New World. Mm-hmm. So, 1728, 300 alleged virgins, pale and gaunt after months at sea, arrived at the port with their hope chests, i.e. the cassettes, the caskets. To the colonists, these cassettes looked like coffins, and the word cassette soon morphed into casket, which is Cajun French for casket. In France French, it just means helmet. Not surprisingly, the skinny, pasty, casket-carrying women were a little off-putting to the colonists, especially when they coughed up blood, which one would hope that's possibly from tuberculosis, but, you know, you never know. Anyway, the nuns of the Ursuline Convent They had been tasked with the care of these girls, and they managed to arrange their marriages. However, they were living in a swamp with criminal colonists, and it wasn't all it was cracked up to be, so many of those girls disappeared, leaving their creepy chests behind. Thus started the rumor. Girls hadn't brought French clothes in those chests. They'd brought vampires. And so this is where it gets weird. Weirder than a bunch gone. of girls coming in caskets. Okay. They didn't come in the caskets. They brought the caskets. Okay. A bunch and of girls so bringing caskets. After the girls had gone and left the, the nunnery, uh-huh. the, the convent, these nuns moved their caskets to the convent's third floor attic. And a day later, someone discovered that these chests were empty. 
Fearing that something was not right, the nuns bolted the attic door and used nails blessed by the Pope to seal the windows, which were then mysteriously shuttered, unlike all the other windows in the French Quarter. But, for some reason, one of those windows had a strange habit of opening in the middle of the night. So, in 1978, a whole 250 years after their arrival, a couple of amateur reporters decided to investigate this whole shebang. So they were denied access to the convent's attic by none other than the archbishop. They then climbed the convent wall and spent the night outside waiting for it to open. The very next morning, their decapitated bodies were found on the steps of the convent. 80% of their blood had been drained, as in it was not on the ground, it was just gone. And those murders have never been solved. Wow. So, of course, the rumor is, these girls that came over from France... Mm-hmm brought vampires to the new world and so these vampires would stay in the dark of the attic of this convent and would come out at night now see the the Mm -hmm. attic is bolted shut so nobody's going in or out of the attic for years so why does one window out of all of them that have been nailed shut keep coming open if something's not getting out and coming back in this is true i mean it's it's true however As far as them bringing caskets with them, I can speak from not... My grandmother went and bought her casket and picked it out and everything, paid for it before she passed away. So maybe it was a situation like that. That could be a logical explanation, but for all of those women to have and bring caskets with them, that's a little... That's not... They weren't necessarily caskets. They were so-called hotests. I have one. Okay. But they were more so like their luggage. They kept their clothes in it, their personal Mm. belongings in it. Because, you know, they are on a ship for however many months coming across from France over here. Right. You're going to need some necessities. Okay. You're going to need some necessities. that's basically what happened. Hmm. But, uh... That's strange. The one window. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, and that was just, you know, a quick rundown of it. I have another another article. Um, most of these girls, um, they had been recruited from, like, French orphanages or convents. Um, but for some reason, you know, it was a big thing that they had to be virgins. So, you know... They were often poor girls, and they were often shipped off to New Orleans with or against their will. So it didn't matter if they wanted to go or not. Um, but they ended up three mm-hmm. three to five months on open ocean. So, yeah, they're all going to get a little little sick and a little worse for wear, you know, coming over. Um, Absolutely. What the other article that I read from kind of skipped over was that um, the mortality rate seemed to noticeably rise in New Orleans after these girls had arrived. Now, they live in a swamp. You've got mosquitoes, malaria, that kind of thing. Right. You know, floating corpses of people that have died because, you know, very low water table. And then, you know, the epidemics occurred regularly because they didn't have, like, the health care we got now and stuff like that. Right. But, uh yeah, those those girls stay there, but these vampire tales come from the fact that those windows are always closed. And even in the summer, they're closed. They're nailed shut. Um, 
just so that way these so-called vampires could not get out. But I just found it very weird was that these reporters were murdered on the common <clears throat> floor and they were drained of blood. So, you know, it's like, huh, okay, that's kind of weird. Um, that is weird. Yeah. But the casket girls are not the only vampires or vampire stories out of New Orleans. Okay. Um, there are, there's one that I read a long time ago and I'm trying to remember. I'll paraphrase it because I don't have the story right in front of me. But supposedly there was this um, nobleman from, I want to say, Spain or something. And he supposedly died in Spain of old age. And then his nephew, I want to say, nephew came over to New Orleans. And he bore a very striking resemblance to this dead count or whatever he was this dead nobleman mm-hmm. and even kind of sort of went by the same name they were like oh the name's passed down the family he used to throw like crazy parties in new orleans and he okay. had a lot of money and okay. you know he was one but nobody saw him during the day never during the day only at night and a lot of people would say that um when they would go to his parties he would have all kinds of food but nobody ever saw him eating he would always be drinking red wine, but it was a specific kind of wine and only he drank it and it didn't have like the consistency of wine. And rumors began to go around New Orleans that dude was a vampire. Mm. And so one night he had this party and things got out of hand. And of course there was a little some some going on. Mm-hmm. And one of those girls in attendance ended up dead and drained of blood. And, of course, this got everybody all upset. And they went to go storm his house. And he was completely gone. Nothing, everything was left as it was. He was just gone. Wow. And I heard, um, I'm not sure how true this is, but I, I've heard that this was actually kind of one of the inspirations for Interview with the Vampire. A little stat. Really? Mm-hmm. So, I'll have to see if I can find the story because it was very weird. Um, but I did find another story about a pair of brothers as most recently as 1932. Um, 1932, a young girl stormed down Royal Street visibly panicked and her stride was broken only by the diligent interception of a police officer. She told a story to this um, officer that she was tied up by two brothers along with several other victims and held captive so they could drink her blood. She claimed that she was only able to escape due to her captor's carelessness in securing her. The officer was somewhat skeptical, but they did agree to follow her back to the home on the corner of Royal and St. Anne. Once the police and the girl arrived at the home, which was owned by the Carter brothers, they were horrified to find, as the girl had described, four other victims, half dead, tied to chairs in one of the rooms. All of the victims had their wrists wrapped with bandages, stained with blood, and two more bodies were wrapped in blankets tucked away in yet another room. Um, They said that the odor of death was just unmistakable and just permeated the entire apartment. It seemed to them that the brothers left early each morning just before daybreak and returned every evening just after dark. And immediately upon their return, they would take the bandages off of each of the captives' wrists and, using a knife, reopen their wounds until the blood flowed freely from their cuts. 
They caught the blood in cups from which they drank until their hunger was sated. The brothers would then redress the wounds with fresh bandages. They spoke very little and gave no concern for their victim's well-being. Rather, the kidnapped were no more than a food source headed for certain death. Unaware that the girl had escaped, John and Wayne Carter went about their routine as usual. Only this time, the police waited for the brothers to return. They were apprehended, and upon their capture, they confessed immediately, begging to be murdered. The brothers explained to authorities that they were, in fact, vampires and would, if released, have no option but to continue to kill as their need for drinking blood was beyond their control. It's said the brothers were tried as serial killers, convicted, and eventually executed. Um, wow. That sounded a whole lot like the Vampire Diaries, too. It did. Um, but it's possibility that, of course, that they were serial killers. Well, obviously. Obviously, they were serial killers because everybody knows there's no such thing as vampires. Yeah. But they also had to probably be have been shaped by the times because that was New Orleans during the Great Depression. Right. Nobody had anything. Right. And who knows, they may have been mentally disturbed and considered themselves vampires and were acting on it. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, that was another vampire story that stood out to me. I like it. I like it. And it's, you know, I know it's not a lot. Um, I've been so, so busy. I honestly didn't know what to talk about this time. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? Do you think vampires are real? I know energy vampires are real. That's what I was getting ready to say. I think that there are such things as energy vampires, which are like empaths, but they drain you. And you, you're still getting the energy, but you're you're feeding off of it. You have you're to have off it. another person's energy. Yeah, that's you ever get around somebody and it's like you just automatically feel so drained. Yeah, of any and everything you're so tired just like in just a little while before you were fine mm-hmm. and all of a sudden boom. well rested everything no matter what whenever you yeah, get around this like, person it's just like and it'll oh. take you a couple of days to feel remotely all right again yeah yeah i mean that's an energy vampire Absolutely. they may and they themselves may not even know they are right so right. i don't like believe in quote unquote real vampires however i don't think that there are um there are blood drinking vampires i do think that people do things for shock value Mm -hmm. but as far as like i have to drink blood to sustain my life right no now you know that there are people out there that do believe they are real vampires oh absolutely and they're everywhere and it's like you know um TikTok is full of them for yeah. crying out loud. Of course, they don't they don't do anything without consent. Yeah, consent's important, right? You know, um, obviously they don't feed on blood. Right. Obviously, because I mean right. they're they're human. Right. But you know, some people are just maybe acting it mm-hmm. as like live action role play. Right. Or you know, right. or some people just aren't really quite there and truly believe that they are the undead i mean haven't there's right. stories of people feel like having some kind of medical condition where they think they're dead yeah they are literally living zombies they yeah. think they're dead they're not 
Right. They're they're living and breathing people, but right. something has happened that they feel like they are actually dead and they don't really feel like the world around them is real. Right. And so in a way, maybe vampires are the same way, but vampirism yeah. is so like ingrained in our culture, pop oh culture. Oh my goodness, man. yes. Even from like a child watching like, you know, lost boys and and you know you've got the lost boys you've got dracula you've got un- interview with the vampire you have god forbid twilight yeah i mean you've got queen of the damn you have i mean we could go on and on oh, and yeah. on which queen and of the damn is a phenomenal just, book and phenomenal movie yes which and rice with her vampire lore is just like holy shit and, and it's not just in movies but also tv shows you know oh, we've yeah. mentioned three or four already Vampire in this episode and um true blood and i think it's it's one of those things to where i think like each supernatural thing has its moment for a while do you know what i mean yeah like for a while it was all about zombies and right. everything that you saw was about zombies and a lot of that had to do with the walking dead bringing that into into the light again yeah and you know before that it was all about vampires i mean you couldn't cut on a tv show or you couldn't cut on it it had something to do with and then you have witches i mean you can turn on anything right now and you can probably find something on witchcraft on tv i mean i mean i think it just all goes through little splurts it really does i mean i'm glad because it makes it to where you're not tired of it yeah well you you still get tired of it not as quickly yeah not as quickly because you go through those splurts. Now I want to know: Has there ever been a serial killer? I mean, aside from the two I just read about, but has there ever really been a documented serial killer that thought they were a vampire? <laughs> I ask this of you because uh, you're our resident murderino. I kind of feel like there has been. There has to have been at some point. I mean, you do have like, like H. H. Holmes was called the Brooklyn Vampire. Okay, well. Uh. Um, but Richard Trenton Chase was an American serial killer, rapist, cannibal, and necrophile who killed six people in the span of a month in Sacramento, California. He was nicknamed the Vampire Sacramento because he drank his victims' blood and okay. cannibalized their remains. Okay. So, yes. there you go. But again, I think that something like that is probably done for the shock value more so than, oh, I need this to, Absolutely. to obtain life. And, you know, it, it's, it just, it gets. And I might have to think. put him on my list of ones yeah. of serial killers to do because that sounded It makes me think, though. It's like, where in our, you know, our, as a human race and our history did, and because every culture has a story about vampires. Everyone. Every single one. It seems like every culture has a, has a witch story and has a vampire story. Doesn't matter where you go. Everybody knows about and werewolves them. and the werewolves. Rougarou. Yeah, the Ru down in Louisiana. Yeah, it's always Louisiana, isn't it? They're Louisiana the... is creepy as I'm hell. I'm here for it. I love Louisiana. I want to go it. to Louisiana. Let's take a trip to to New Orleans. I want to go to New Orleans. All right, let's I go really, to New Orleans. I want to go to Savannah, Georgia. I want yes. to go to the city built on its dead. Yes. I really truly do because Let's I think that it. that history is so fascinating. It's reportedly one of the most haunted cities in the United States, right up there with New Orleans. Yes, and it I is. want to go. And I um, want to go. I want to go to Salem. Mm-hmm. So we have. Well, which some, doesn't? 
So we we have we have some places to we want to go to. Exactly, Let's make it we truly do. Let's make that happen. But you know the whole vampire thing just kind of kind of fascinates me. Now I didn't really dive into it deep, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be kind of a quick podcast, just because you it's know all good. we're tired. It's all good. <laughs> we're tired and busy. But my next one, I'm really excited about that. Um, I've been watching and reading a lot about cryptids. Uh-huh. Especially in the Appalachian area. Okay. And um, I'm there's one that I'm absolutely fascinated with. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spoil it because um, it's going to be a good one. Okay. And I, I'm really looking forward to that because, to me, we have such a... Because of the area we live in. We live in such a rural area. You know, hunting is just like a way of life down here oh absolutely and so it makes you wonder what hunters might have caught in their game cams what they might have seen being out in the woods early in the morning or late at night running their dogs mm. what might be out there that not everybody wants to talk about right so any of our hunters right any of our hunters that listen to us or you know somebody that you know goes out and hunts on the regular every season if you've seen anything out here in these woods, tell me. I want to see. I, w- I want to hear. Now, we'll keep it completely anonymous because, you know, we ain't got it out you. But I want to know. Oh, I, I want some stories. So, uh, shoot me some stories on Facebook Messenger or email me at witchesbelikepod at gmail.com. What have you seen in the woods? Have you seen some kind of a weird animal or something you can't explain out there? You heard something? Tell me. And all y'all's hunters wives, we know y'all's men go out for months at a time and you don't really see them. Mm-hmm. And you know they come home with some stories. Y'all can share y'all's hubby stories too with Please. us. We don't have to tell nobody. And um, <laughs> like, I'm not going to out your name. I just want to no, know. No, so we- if y'all could... Please help your girl out there. Yeah. Um, speaking of stories. Yeah, I was about to say. Speaking, speaking of, of stories. It's story time. Yes. Now I have to go back on our messages and find it. Yeah. So um, while you're looking for it, this message is from um, a high school friend of mine. Her name is Emily Smith. Um, and uh, she sent us a video recording or not a video recording but an audio recording of a couple of stories of things that have happened to her and I said oh my god this is amazing thank you for sharing this so we're gonna let you guys hear them now and tell us what you guys think about it yes here we go guys so the my grandmother's house when we were still in high school I was staying in this really small room on the first floor, so I moved upstairs because I was going to have his room. And we were in the process of moving everything out of that room, so I was sleeping across the hallway uh, in my cousin's old bed. And the door was semi-propped open um, because I had some other cousins that were still living there that were younger, so they were afraid of the dark. Um, So the the door was propped up. Well, I'm half asleep, and all of a sudden I see this kind of shadow figure um, leaning over my cousin Samantha, who was probably like seven, eight, maybe nine at the time. And like a moron, I say out loud to get the fuck away from her and that you're not welcome. Well, the thing stands up. I think it got cut off at one point. Um, And to this day, I cannot walk past that room at night um, I actually like 
hold my hand over my over the side of my face to avoid looking in there because I know whatever's in there is still in there and it wants me to see it, but I'm not going to give it the satisfaction. But yeah, I have loads. Like I had an uncle that killed himself when I was four and I remember going out to the truck and seeing him sitting in the back seat and him telling me to get my ass in the house because I didn't need to see what was in that truck. Uh, yeah, I have, I have loads. So, uh, I want to know more about the shadow person. Yes. So Erica, thank you for the story. Emily. Emily? Yes. Okay. My bad. Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm sorry. I got your name wrong. Um, please share more stories with us. Absolutely. I want to hear more because uh, that is wild. And especially about your uncle. That I'm, I'm sorry for that. And holy shit. Right? <laughs> like, wow. Right? Wow. Um, so, yeah. We really appreciate this story. Y'all keep on yes. coming. Um, yes. Thank you so much, Emily. And I've got some <clears throat> good stories coming up that finally somebody has given me some stories about my local obsession. Yeah. You know what's coming. Y'all, I'm finally getting stuff on Barry Hill and I'm so excited for it. It's going to be a whole series. Yes. And mm-hmm. I cannot wait because <clears throat> we may actually get to go and see oh, some are. of these things. We are. And I'm here for it and I'm so excited. So, um that's to come later on. Yay. But for I'm now, excited. I apologize for the shortness, the brevity of this podcast this week you know it it is what it is (laughs) we're tired and busy sometimes we we got some amazing stuff coming up amy just told you one of those things but you know there's some there's some stuff that we're going to pull in that bowl of cereal that's going to be really cool we're already planning on our halloween yes which we we think you guys are going to love so we got plans and we got things coming up but um, we just wanted to make sure that y'all had something to listen to this yeah. week, even and if it is late. If you want your stories to be told on our podcast, I already please gave you the email. feel free to send them to us. Um, we love to hear them. We love, love, love getting them. So we have a couple, but we would love to have more. So please feel free to share with us your paranormal stories. And you know what? Or if you have any kind of connection with a serial killer, share that as well. I uh, also um, got one thing. There you go. If you have a fictional story you'd right, like to you send. Right, if you want to make one up. Absolutely. Um, I am all for it because I want to try to see if it's real or not. So, yeah. you know, give me a good story. Yes. And I'm here for it. Yes. Uh, so we're going to thank you guys for listening tonight. Absolutely. We appreciate thank you, thank you. you and your continued support of the podcast. Please yes. like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If that's mm-hmm. where you listen or anywhere you listen to us, leave us a review. It helps the algorithm. We get to more people. Yes. And our listenership can grow. And Which we can tell it is. It's fantastic. It's growing and I love it. We enjoy sharing our um, weird little thing with you guys. It's awesome. Absolutely. So thank you guys for listening. We hope that you have a good week. Yes. And we will see you next week on Ashley's Bowl of Cereal. And have a safe 4th of July. Absolutely. Have a safe 4th of July. Remember to put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. (laughs) Put it in reverse. All right. Put it in reverse, Terry. (laughs) Put it in reverse.
Lord Jesus, I need a shirt that says I had that. Had to do it. Anyway, <laughs> y'all, thank you guys. Have a good week. Stay yes. safe this weekend. And Absolutely. we will see you on the next episode. And always remember to be weird. Stay creepy. This episode of Witches Be Like Podcast was written and recorded by Amy Throckmorton and Ashley Link. It was produced by the boys of Master POS Theater. If you want to get in touch with us, you got an idea, you have a theory, you just want to talk, you can hit us up on Facebook at Witches Be Like Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Witches Be or drop us a line on our email at witchesbelikepod at gmail.com. You can find our podcast Anywhere podcasts are sold, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and the like. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the next one. Stay spooky, and always be weird.